At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. All right, little post Monday Daytona 500. Do we dare say it's a hangover week? It's a hangover week since the race ran on Monday. It's definitely a hangover week for the professor who got an extended stay. It's not a hangover week for Trav. He's got an early morning silver bullet in his hand. I don't know what to make of that. And Tim's has that grin like he won money on the 500. We're going to get all the updates here in this episode of Dirty Modo. First of all, hello, gentlemen. How is everyone? Tim's, you look like you have a glow across your face. I don't know what it is. I think the lighting changed in here or something. I don't know. It, may, it might just be my face. I don't know. But post day tone, That's because you're good. in studio. They had that baby built for my noggin. <laughs> I guess I'm so. now in my home office. We got the professor in the laboratory, Trav in the producer dungeon, and we got Tim's in the studio. I actually moved over to Tim's office. This is better than mine. He's got this nice setup, and I think it's because they know he gambles so much that he needs a little more. I need my cave. Hey, listen. It's like VIP services. It's like it's like credit in the book, man. You got no, no, we'll put a studio in for you if you're gonna gamble that much. Yeah, they comp me. Comp me with a good office. All right. Well, the 500 rained out. I was there. I threw the towel in. I flew home on Saturday. Professor hung out for the double whammy on uh, Monday night. Well, it's supposed to be Monday, turned into Monday and Monday night. Um, let's just check the Xfinity race off. Can we officially say that our man Austin Hill is a drafting machine? Professor, you agree, right? Like a machine. Totally. He's a beast. And I don't care what Dale Jr. says. He's amazing on drafting tracks. And Dale Jr.'s records are in jeopardy on drafting tracks in Xfinity series. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to another drafting track in Atlanta. Um, so we're going to get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the 500, though. William Byron gets the big win. He gets it in a caution-ending race, right? They takes the white, caution comes out, field is frozen. Um, look, there's no pictures on the scorecard, right? No stories to the trophies. That's how it works. He won the race. It was crystal clear when I saw the aerial that he was ahead. Uh, that put, uh, who was it? It was Byron, then it was Bowman. We had Corey LaJoy up there. We had Bubba Wallace with a nice recovery. We had Christopher Bell. So uh, let's go right to the tail of the tape. Professor, how did you feel? I know you didn't love the predictor heading into the speedway races, but but give me some high. You got to have some highlights somewhere. Well, it, it's just so hard because of how unpredictable Daytona and these races are. Um, we had William Byron and Christopher Bell both in the top five, and they both finished top five. That's about my highlight for, for the week. I agree. Denny was good. We thought he'd be good. He got caught up in the wreck, had a little bit of struggle through the green flag cycle. The whole week, though, was about saving gas. Um, this is going to hurt everyone's feelings, but let me just give it to you in a nutshell. You can put about 
1.6 gallons per second in your race car. So if you go around there and we're we're saving gas and I need a gallon less than you, that means I can have about a six or seven tenths second faster of a pit stop. It's that easy. Um, the reason this matters is because they didn't need those four brand new Goodyear tires, right? If you needed tires, you wouldn't worry because you could you have more than enough time to put fuel in the car. Because they were doing gas and go, that's why this whole strategy exists. The question is, heading to Atlanta, are we going to see it again? It purely comes down to, will tires matter? I think tires will matter more in Atlanta. I think if you come down pit road, you're probably going to be taking some tires. So I think fuel savings will not be as prominent, but there's a chance it still happens out there. If you can save a second of with how much gas you have to put in, how many spots is that kind of worth? Well, in a pack, a second is basically 300 feet. So you figure that's like 14, 15, 16 spots. So you just if I come in from 15th and I'm a second faster than everybody in front of me, I'm probably going to cycle to the lead. Like like Bowman Bowman's stop was three tenths of a second longer than Byron's. That's how he came out ahead of him, and that's basically what happened. Well, I got another one for you. Pre green flag cycle in the third stage, Danny Hamlin was controlling the field. William Byron was back there 10th to 12th. William Byron was one second faster than Denny Hamlin on pit road. You flip it. William Byron is at the front of the field. Denny Hamlin's in the back. Denny Hamlin gets caught up in the wreck on the backstretch. That's purely one second longer on pit road. If Denny isn't sitting on pit road for one second longer, he, look, he still may get in the wreck. My, my crystal ball isn't quite that clear, but he's a second further up. He's eight spots further up. So maybe he is the wreck or maybe he misses the wreck. But that's the whole strategy. I know it's not fun. Welcome to data analytics and sports. It's pisses me off in football when they walk out of bounds at the one when I needed the over and they don't take the touchdown. It pisses me off in basketball when I have the under and they start fouling each other for no reason. And it frustrates me at Daytona when I want to see racing and the field is running seconds slower than it can run because they're saving fuel. Now, if I was a crew chief, I would be saving gas. So I'm not mad at them, but it frustrates me as a sports fan. Well, that's why NASCAR needs to fix it. The difference with football There's when you no run out fix. of bounds. You can't fix it. Yes, you can. Nope. You're no. absolutely wrong. Let me tell you right now. You can't fix data. But you can change the car. How are you going to change it? It's the pedal, Trav. No. Like, you don't, no. Like they're 50% throttle. Here, you want to know the problem? I'm going to tell you, Trav. Here's the problem. No one cares where they run for the first 499 miles. You do as a race fan. They don't. The goal Correct. is to lead the last lap of the Daytona 500, however you get there. That's it, bud. But if you fix the car... What are you going to fix? The spoiler? No, you can't fix it, bud. Fix how much drag the next-gen car has? Doesn't matter. Denny seemed to think that it can be, there's changes that can be made. and I disagree. So, like, in the, the previous car, there's the same style? If you go back to the previous car, you save gas. This so isn't this a car extent? thing. This is a new. This is a new wave of the data analytics. It has nothing to do with the car. Okay. We won 2014 Daytona 500 10 years ago because we took two tires about halfway through the race and leapfrogged to the front of our group. And then Dale Jr. is a badass and led the rest of the race. But our track position was a two-tire call at halfway. Like, like you can't go back and unlearn. That's the mistake everybody makes. It. Oh, we're going to fix it with the car. I do think if you sped up fuel how fast the fuel went in the car, follow me on this, then saving a gallon wouldn't be as big of an advantage, right? If you could fuel the car ridiculously fast, then you could. So, okay, let me give you, I'll give Denny a little credit. If you sped up fueling 
the advantage of taking less gas is small. It's still an advantage, but it shrinks. The other thing that Denny is talking about is that if you made the car where it drove so bad that you had to put tires on, then it wouldn't be a concern of how much fuel you were going to take. That's really the difference that Denny's talking about, right? Like it used to be you didn't worry as much about gas and go because when you pitted with 16 to go, you would take at least two tires, if not four, just because you needed the grip. Now they don't need the grip. That's what Denny's talking about. My point, though, is the magic wand isn't as simple as fix the car. You know, it's easy to say, we got to change the tire. We got to do this. You know, people have been saying that for 35 years. Like, man, okay, great. If you do that, then you should be a billionaire because nobody else has figured out how to do it. Sorry, that's my rant. I, I love it. But I mean, but I see what Denny is saying, but you can't unlearn. It's like aerodynamics. Like you can't, un, like, I'm sorry, you just can't unlearn. You can't unlearn in sports. Once the it, genie's out of the bottle, it's out of the bottle. Is it maybe a little different this year because we saw it happening on lap six? If it's it's different this year because everyone who lost last year figured out why they lost. That's I mean, if you really want to know the truth, right? The duels were the perfect example. I sat in the duels and watched the race. Denny did it in the duels. He's he riding he like twelfth, yeah. and I'm up there with Chop and a couple of my buddies watching the race, and they're like, "Oh man, this guy's running good. This guy's running good." And I'm like, "The winner of the duels is like mid pack right now." And they're like, "I don't understand." I'm like, they're saving the most gas. They're going to come down. They're going to have the shortest stop. They're going to cycle to the front. Then they're going to race it out for the win. And that's exactly what happened, right? So I appreciate Denny's enthusiasm of fixing the car. And I'm sure there is a fix, but it is not a billboard, right? It is It is a hidden, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And you can't test it to speedways. It has, if you're going to make a change, it's purely on theory. We don't even practice anymore at the speedways. We're going to Atlanta this week, one lap of qualifying. We don't even get practice. So this will be an interesting week, though. Okay, this will be the defense. If nobody saves gas in Atlanta, then I'm like, okay, then car grip would make a difference at Daytona. But if they all save gas in Atlanta, then that's out the window because car grip matters in Atlanta. So if they still think fuel is the issue, we'll see how the team runs it. Look, man, we, we can't control what the competitors do. Love it. And for that reason, the professor put his head in his hands on his predictor. Moving to Atlanta. Hold on, hold on. Let's not let's stay at Daytona for a second. We got some bets from people. Oh, well, go ahead. Tell me, tell me somebody won something. Give me some reads. Uh, so we have one guy, uh, Jeremy at Double Clutch. He uh, took some free bets uh, for the Super Bowl, won some money. He spent $5 on William Byron, $90 to win. Uh, he took home. This is my favorite. No money was exchanged in this bet from Christian Whitley. Me and a friend made a bet. Loser had to eat a can of sardines for lunch during the workday. The bet was over one Toyota in the top five. He opted for the under. I took the over. Thank God for Bubba Wallace and Seabell. Ooh. Um, we had uh, Anthony, forgive me, I'm not going to say your last name because I don't know how to pronounce it. He lost uh, Corey LaJoy straight up, but he also had Corey LaJoy top uh, top five. He cashed in and he took him top ten also. Um, so he took home, you know, $50 and $170. Like, I love these guys had some small bets that uh, cashed. Uh, That's the key, right? The key is to add something to give you something to cheer for, right? I want you to be invested. This person listened to Tim's and uh, you, Steve, on Friday. Josh Cochran, he took a Hendrick to win. There you go. Nice, simple bet. That was the big I one. I like that. And then we have one last one. Uh, Jeffrey Erder doesn't do any gambling, he said, but used the information for uh, his fantasy lineup and got 130 points on the 500. Ooh, I like a fantasy. I like a daily fantasy. I like a fantasy lineup. Um, 
All right, that's great. Keep sharing your bets with us. You can hit me on Twitter or Dirty Mo Media on Twitter. Show us what you got going on. Tim's, you're on Twitter? I Where am. can they find you? I am at Tampa Tim's. That's me. I followed you. Tampa you follow me Tim. back. I'm going to tell you right now, if that isn't a gambling thing, who's that? That's old Tampa Tim's. I'm going to tell you, Tampa Tim's. Tampa Tim's has got confidence, and he he gets what he wants. That's, that's that I'll ego. I'll the like button somewhere in here. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. All right, well, we're heading to Atlanta, which is absolutely a drafting track. Um, <laughs> Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, Tier 1. A uh, big little bit of a separate. Tier 2, Hamlin, Logano, Chastain, Wallace, Kez, Busher, Bush, Truex, Larson, just give me the overall confidence in the predictor before I keep selling this thing, Professor. Well, the numbers are there for him. I, I like the numbers. It's just anything could happen, like we see all the Daytona. I'm I feel better about Atlanta. I think it's less less chaotic than it is at Daytona or Talladega. But again, anything could happen. Like Corey LaJoy always runs well at at Atlanta because it's a drafting track. So so you do have people that are better at Atlanta because it's a drafting track. But, but again, the, the cream is always going to rise to the top and like Blaney, Byron, Bell, Chase Elliott are at the top because they're good at drafting tracks and they're good basically everywhere. Well, before we get into the race, do we want to talk qualifying? Sure. Fords have dominated speedway qualifying. They even dominated the Daytona 500 by taking the front row with Joey Logano and Michael McDowell. So the question is, do you believe that will continue, Professor? That's the million-dollar question heading to Atlanta. Yes, they won the last four races, polls on drafting tracks, and won both of the polls we had since we've been reconfigured at, at Atlanta. And they were like top eight at Atlanta at one point. They're just, they're just really good. So if you talk organization, we got Team Penske, Logano, and Blaney at both plus 650. I'm looking for Cindric. He's plus He's 10 to 1 for the poll. McDowell's have, 200, 2,000 to 1. Keselowski's 15 to 1. I like that one. Um, you like which one? I like Keselowski. I think they're down so there. So it's to funny. Win. RFK, though, hasn't been. When you look at the – give me the last three or four Ford polls, Professor. So they've been Stuart Haas or Penske. Stuart Haas won the last three drafting track polls last year. And then this year. Which drivers that Stuart Haas had those, do you know? Is Almirola, Briscoe, Almirola. Is, then, is that a typo on Briscoe? He can't be 120 to 1. He's 12 to 1. Mm, let me check for you. So if you took the four, if you took the four SHR cars, follow me here. You're looking at 75 to 1 on Josh Bear. I mean, you're looking at 40 to 1 or longer. The stats would say those are bad lines. I'm just saying, right, Tim's? Like, yeah. I'm not saying push the house in on it, but I would say this is a clear discrepancy from stats to reality. You could actually take Blaney. You could take Logano, Blaney, and all four SHR cars, and if you know, and you're still talking plus money because it's like, like now nah, I'm not saying a lot, but you could put a little, just a little nibble. Yeah, a little sprinkle on them. That was a typo with Briscoe. 12 to 1, right? Yeah. But Gregson, 40 to 1. Is that right? Yeah. So wow. so that's the 10 car. That's the car that's been the fastest here on drafting tracks lately. He won the poll there last time we were there. I think it's a must bet, Tims. If you're not on your phone right now firing, then you're, you've let me down completely. Yeah, even Rodney Childers is the crew chief of Barry. Like, I think him alone can get that on the 
on the poll. No, I mean that seems like a that seems like a must bet. I thought it was a must bet for Daytona because I thought they were going to try to prove something without Kevin in the car, but they really weren't that great single car speed, were they? No, no, not really. You were right about the Fords being at the front. You just had. I think it's a Ford front row again at Atlanta. Write it down. I'm willing to say it. Um, I don't think it's McDowell. I think that smaller team. So quickly about McDowell and front row, how important is that alliance with Penske? Well, it obviously helped. I mean, it's by no chance that a Penske's on the front row next to them. I think that has something to do with it. Uh, the big problem is this is back-to-back speedway races. And I know the next-gen cars are all the same parts and pieces, but let's not kid ourselves to think they're just thrown together the same way. That's a lie. To sit on the pole, to have single-car speed, it really comes down to some pretty finite details, a little extra time. So when you look at somebody like Front Row who wrecked a bunch of stuff down there, right? It, it like it's, it's a tough week to go back to Atlanta. That's why I, I like Penske, although Blaney wrecked two cars. So maybe you want to stay away from that one, too. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Something's something's making me feel like it's an SHR type of uh, SHR type of situation. I think it's Ford's again, and I'm thinking this is SHR's week. I don't hate Penske though. Like, I don't think they're gonna inf- magically slow down a week later. Yeah, I think you, you have to have a little on Logano just to hedge that. I think he's gonna be the best. There you go. There you go. Logano and SHR spread it out, Tim's. Let's jump right in the race. Um, Blaney, Byron, Bell, Chase Elliott, Tier 1 drivers. There's no way you can go wrong with having those four guys. I mean, look, look, they're all going to be there. Chase Elliott, um, you know, the only story better than, or eh, it probably wouldn't be better than, but the only story that would compare to him winning the Daytona 500 would be winning in the home state of Georgia. Come off the winless streak. So there's still Bring a great... The siren. Yeah, the siren will be on. So you gotta, you can't ignore Chase. And it's funny, Chase is up to 10 to 1. Even his fans are starting to give up a little bit. The line's moving or the book's... <laughs> No, 12 to 1, right? Like, we never saw Chase at 12 to 1. The books could never do it. Yeah. He looked a little rusty making moves, though, at the end of that Daytona 500. I mean, he felt. So, is it rusty or is it a new spotter? That's a real question. That's a good question. That was, a, you, you mentioned that last week, and that was a worry of mine. He didn't throw him under the bus, though. So, it's a good question. No, nah, well, he's family. You're not going to roll him under the bus. And you, one thing I'll give about Chase. Some people hate it. I actually appreciate it. Is he doesn't hold anyone on the team to a higher level of performance more than himself. Like he holds, he looks in the mirror and says, "I this is what I need to do better." I can work for a guy that acts like that, right? Now I'm fine if he goes in a closed door and rips everyone's butt and says, "Hey man, we got to do better." Blah, blah 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 blah. In public, he has a huge voice. I something about Ross Chastain, the bull. Ross Chastain was up front at Daytona. All right, Professor, give me. Your confidence level. Who do you really like? I see the prof- I see the predictor, but who do you like? I do like Ross. He's been runner-up twice at Atlanta on this configuration. He was really good at Daytona. So I, I do like Ross. Keselowski should have won this race last year, right? He was sixth in July. Like, he was good in both races there last year. Um, and then our long – you want to go long shots or you want to continue? Who doesn't on? love a long shot? Sure. Corey LaJoy. He, he's been top five twice at Atlanta. He would never be like, we would never consider him um, like a threat to win or finish top five at Atlanta. If it wasn't this drafting style um, again, he got it done at, at, at Daytona finished top 10 again, all of his career top tens have been on drafting tracks. So Tim's give me, I want to, I want the mindset of you as the gambler here. 40-ish to one to win. You find them in different books, different places, but call them 40 to one. You can look at 10 to 12 to one, top three. 
five-ish to one top five or definitely plus money in the top 10, like one or two times your money, one and a half times your money. Are you looking at LaJoy as your Hail Mary long shot? You want to hit this, the, the big win, his first career win? Or are you looking at some sort of value in the top five or top 10 market? Uh, I'm looking more top 10, top five market with LaJoy at least. Uh, just because I, I don't think there's the, the track record with him is he's up front, he's, he's competing for the lead, but he's crashing or he's making a move that sends him out of the lead. And I, I mean, I bet on him last week in the Daytona 500. He made the move that arguably crashed and ended the race, and he finished third. And you don't win any of your bets if you bet him to win. So I, I do regret not betting him a little bit in the top ten because he's up there. So if with him, I, I'd either I'd target him in matchups and I target him in uh, top tens, top five. Yeah, and and like the Daytona five hundred for me, yeah, it's fun to bet a long shot. It's the, it's the biggest race of the year. But when we move to Atlanta, I kind of almost want to target the long shots as you know, money makers and matchups and not necessarily try to just go for the home run right off the bat now and kind of switch my mindset there. I got another long shot and I want to get the professor's data on this guy. I had him kind of earmarked for the 500. He couldn't save his car when he entered the apron turn three at 200 miles an hour, which William Byron did. So congrats to William Byron. But that's our man in the 38, Todd Gilliland. Had a great 500, ran up front, looked strong. Um, now I know he got in the wreck, but you know he's he's three to one to run inside the top ten. Like I think, like I think he's, I think he has breakout potential at one of these tracks. That's I guess that's how I would list it. And when I say breakout, eighth or ninth to me is a breakout, right? Like that's solid. Yeah, I would wait till Talladega. All right, give it sell sell your point. I like it. Let me hear it. Well, he hasn't run terrible at Atlanta under this configuration. He's been 16th, 15th, 17th the last three. Um, But but that's not going to get you your top 10. Um, Talladega is where he has has the finishes um, that you're thinking of in this style track. So I think uh, you're absolutely right. Here would be my counter. If the the Team Penske Association improves them 10%, the 15th, 16th, 17th could become an 8th, 9th, 10th. And once he runs 8th, 9th, 10th at Atlanta, you're not going to get 3-1 to one at Talladega. They're going to chop his odds after the performance is on the board. So I do think it's a gamble more than, you know, I'm not saying that's a lock by any means, but if you're looking for just a little, you know, a little sprinkle, a little fun, I don't hate Gilliland. Can I, so I was going to say this for later, but because you mentioned Gilliland, can I move over to the groups for a second real fast? Uh, Gillen's in a group. Everybody's plus 240. Hosovar, Burton, Barry, Gillen. Would you maybe go there? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, there's no chance of betting on Harrison Burton because if a meteor fell out of the sky in Atlanta, it would knock him off the racetrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy ran five laps, was literally driving down the front stretch wide open, and they clobbered him. Like, I mean, sometimes you're just bad luck. And until I see the luck turn, and no chance. I'm betting Harrison Burton. He has zero luck. Hosovar, love the kid, but his, his, you want to talk about checker or wrecker, man. He just strikes me as a checker or wrecker style guy, Um, which is a compliment. I'm not knocking him. Like, I would much rather have a horse I got to pull the reins back on than one that I got to get going. I'm telling you, you don't have to get him going. Atlanta seems like a bull ring, super speedway bull ring. He could run great or he could be the big one. And then it comes down to Barry or Gilliland. I like Josh Barry. I think he's a great race car driver. But, man, I just haven't seen much yet. 
I would take Gill. I like Gill into that group. Professors, I see the eyes twitching back and forth. They're moving left or right real quick. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, and then his eyes are like. So along those lines, I'd go with Haley. Like in those same odds. Stick with us. But I don't like your group bet. I don't like any of them. So you're so you're saying you wouldn't even take Gillen there either. Also, no, that's fine. No. Okay. So I will I tell you this: anyone. before I took Gillen at two forty in Group G, I would take Gillen at plus three hundred for a top ten. No. All right. No. Let me hear that's the Haley true. thing. What's that, Professor? I'd still go Gillen in that group. He doesn't have the top ten is going to be tough at Atlanta. All right. I agree. I don't All think right. it's going to take a top ten to win that group. Right. Fair. Hell, they could all be in the same wreck. Good point. <laughs> all right, let me hear this, Justin Haley. You 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 logged Haley out there. Let's hear it. Yeah, he's top 10 in two of the last four on this configuration. He's been top 10 in two of the last four drafting tracks as well. Um, and his odds are worse than you can get 350. I'm just going to shoot it out there. Does Rick Ware have the equipment? Used to drive at Cog. Now he's at Rick Ware. That's a – that's – that I can't say what it is this year. It's unfair. I'm not willing to label what Rick Ware is currently because I'm sure they've put effort in. But if you would have said last year, there's no way the Rick Ware equipment matches colleagues. I Okay. But now his association with RFK, and he was running decent at the 500. Okay. I like that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just like to challenge, make the brain think a little bit. For those fantasy guys, since we have no practice, fantasy guys, let's talk about some value drivers. If it's daily fantasy, you're paying some money for some guys. Uh, is it all the people we're talking? A LaJoy, a Haley, a Gillen? I like I mean, it. look, I think the daily fantasy, if you're a daily fantasy, you take a guy that starts in the back because we don't think qualifying matters. Yeah, I, I like Eric Jones in this. He He's finished really well here, I believe, all four times. I think he averages like a – Ninth or a tenth place finish, um, probably has good value. Don't know if he'll qualify well based off last week with Toyotas. I think he Ooh. could be a really good fantasy pick, matchup pick, group pick, pick it. So off that thing, Tim's. If I was going to bet him, I would wait till after qualifying because I agree they're going to qualify poorly, and I bet his odds will probably get longer. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it doesn't affect my opinion on how he's going to run. To your point, that's when I would sit on my heels, see if the numbers come to me a little bit. You know, see if the money goes the other way. Daily fantasy, I love what you're saying because if he qualifies in the back, I really think you're going to have to have a bunch of Toyotas because if they qualify bad, you just get those points moving forward. That's such a huge monster. Does, what, what's it look like for overall laps led down there? Like what kind of trends do we have? Is it is there a lot of lead changes or does one guy normally set the pace and lead for a while? We've had a lot of lead changes recently. So that's why it makes daily fantasy hard. Unlike an intermediate track where some guy could lead 100 or 150 laps, we're, we don't expect to see that in Atlanta. Is that what you're saying, Professor? Yeah, like we've had double-digit lead, um, leaders, like number of leaders the last four, ye four years since it's been reconfigured. And then before that, the last time we had that was like 2015. So you have a bunch of different guys leading. Well... I mean, I look, it's still a speed. I can't wait till we get off the speedway races where you can get some really diehard data that you can go off from. I hear what the professor's saying. Steve, speaking um, of back to back races, like, are you concerned with maybe how some of the lower drivers are going to, they're going to force the issue trying to get a win and a, a good finish to catapult the rear year, knowing that this race is already out of the way and, you know, it's going to be a struggle for like a Corey LaJoy if he doesn't get a win here? 
Well, so for Corey, you know, he finished fourth. If he can have another top five, if you look at the average points it takes to make the playoffs, um, what is it, like 600, 580 points a year, something like that, Professor? Like, you know, for Corey, his average number of points per race, he probably averages a 25th or 6th, 7th place finish. I'd have to look at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. But, you know, he comes off with a fourth. So I hear what you're saying about pushing for the win, but – Say he goes and runs third to Tim's point. Here's the difference. Let's talk about this. If we come to see the white flag and he's first or second, there's a chance that baby comes back smashed up because I do think the risk to win is worth it. Where I think Corey is different than he was four or five years ago is if he crosses the white flag in sixth, I think he has accepted he's not going to win from sixth. And he is going to do whatever he can to finish fourth to eighth. Because that is a monster start to the year. If he starts with two top fives, that team is like going to be parking in the garage here where they've never parked. So, like that, 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 that I think you, you can't ignore that, right? And like Spire is going to be a question mark all year long because just like we just talked, Rick Ware, okay, look, it's no different than, than, okay, front row is now at Penske technology wise. Rick Ware is now at RFK technology wise. Spire has an official Hendrick agreement. They've hired a hundred and something employees. They've bought a new building. We don't know what that looks like. They have a track house driver in one car. Like, I don't think we really know what they look like. I really don't. Um, I mean, look at, look at Daytona. Ford's kicked everyone's ass qualifying. Toyota's beat up on everybody in the duels, and then Chevy finished one, two in the 500. So it's, I mean, it's Ford's didn't even have one car in the top 10 of stage one. Yeah. I mean, so it's so hard. Um, and I think the odd look at the odds JGR three to one, HMS three to one, Penske four to one, RFK four to one, 23 11, nine to one. Tim's, give me the last race you didn't have. Like three to one's not a standout favorite. There was a lot of minus JGRs and minus HMSs. I mean, have you ever seen such a flat level of odds across team winners? No, no. I think that's the books. I think the books are scared's the wrong number, but these books are really smart. And the books are basically saying, we have no idea who's going to run well here. And I think that's fair. I think it's okay. You know, here's the thing, Draft. Here's the truth. We, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to pound the drum when we have great data. But if we aren't willing to raise the white flag and say, we see some trends, but like, good luck. So speaking of those teams, last week, Tim's, you told Tim's take JGR, take Kendrick. I think they were 450 and 500. Did you, Tim's? I did. Is that why you got that glow? That's why I got the glow. That saved the week. That saved the week. So, how do we do? Is there a way to attack this one, or is the odds a little too lower for Hendrick and JGR to do something like that? Well, let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Live fast, no. Wood Brothers, it's a one car entry. Harrison, uh, I don't think so. Rick Ware, no. Colleague, currently no. JTG is a one car. Do I think Ricky can win it? I do. But I mean, it's one car against the field. It's 50 to one, right? Like, well, for, for how about this? Don't take Stenhouse in 40 to one by himself. Go over here and take uh, JTG order at 50 to one in the races, right? So, yeah. so shop your books a little bit. Um, front row, I don't dare say it because I said it last time and Michael McDowell kicked me right in the teeth. I don't think front row can win here. Um, Spire, Legacy, Track House. I mean, I know I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel as confident as I did last week. I don't. I don't think so because I can see Chastain winning, right? Chastain's a real potential winner, so that's Track House. Kyle Busch is a real potential winner. 
right? So there's RCR. I don't think SHR is a real potential winner currently. They're going to have to show me something somewhere, somehow. It's been a long time since they've won. 2311 is a real potential winner. RFK is a real – there's too many potential winners. I don't I, – I, like, I avoid the bets. Some of the best bets I've ever made are the ones I didn't place. And this would be one that if I, if I was telling Tim's, this is one I would just sit back. Take your, take your win from Daytona. Don't let the momentum drag you into to doing the same thing. Yeah. What entices me is if you take HMS and JGR, you have, I think, half of the top 16 in the predictor. And then you're basically just fighting against Penske and maybe, maybe Ross or maybe that. You're not wrong. And if you take them both at three to one, you're like basically one and a half on your money because you're going to lose one to win the other. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to look at it. Let's look at it this a different way. For plus 150, you can have eight cars. I would think that's a pretty good bet. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. Because think about it. You're taking on the model. You have the, the number two driver, the number three driver, four, five. The only thing I'll tell you is when Blaney crosses the start finish line, that hand out the window is going to be pointed at you, Tim. Yeah. You lost. <laughs> you lost. That, that is what I'm worried. The Fords are fast. So if you don't, if you take the Toyotas and Chevy, you're betting against the Fords. The other thing is they could also be in the wreck because they all do run together pretty much. But it is a crapshoot. I'll, I'll tell you where I see better odds. You ready? Mm-hmm. Top Toyota, I think there's some there's some good value there. John Hunter Nemechek, I'm going to say no because I don't think he can finish. Danny Hamlin, I'm going to say no only because he's plus 260. I'm not saying he's not going to be the best Toyota, but I'm not going to bet him at plus 260. So if you just rule those two out and you start going Truex, Bell, Bubba, Reddick, Jones, Gibbs, what do you say, Professor? I see your head nodding, which means I got some good info for this. Well, of course he likes Truex. So, so hey, guys, when you're on TV and you're saying something, and you start to see that nod, you start talking real slow, and you look for the whiteboard to pop up over in the corner because he's going to have some great stat to make you look like you know what you're talking about. Before before Russ talks, we need to remind listeners, Russ is the president of the, the Truex fan club. So go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, sure. not this week. Not on a drafting track. We'll wait till Vegas for that. Um, I are you concerned with Toyota in general, though, on, on drafting tracks, Stevie? No, I think that – I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I think that what I saw in Daytona is a car that is a little draggy. That's why it didn't run well by itself. It drafts just fine, and it handles unbelievably. Because listening on the scanner, I didn't hear a lot of guys complain about handling. I think Toyotas are going to be absolutely monster this weekend. I think they're going to have more grip. Than most, I don't think it's about drag at date at Atlanta. It's about can you run wide open throttle? Can you tug, tug, you know, tug on the wheel? I think Fords are going to dominate qualifying, and I think Toyotas are going to dominate the race. That's my opinion uh, from what I saw. Now, listen, do I think Chevy can win? Absolutely, they won the five hundred. I'm, you know, look. But if you asked me right now, I think Toyota goes to victory lane at Atlanta. Okay, they have not won there in over a decade, and they haven't won on, on a drafting track yet in the next-gen car. I agree, and I think that it, the drought ends. Okay. They were too good in the duels. Like, they were just too good. And people can say whatever they want, but that wreck on the backstretch, I don't know, it took out basically all of them. And Bubba yeah. and Bell still get up there. Yep. So if we looked at the top Toyotas kind of like a group bet, would you take a few of those, the like the Bell Bubba? Like, I would take. You take a couple point. of them. I'd take Jones or Reddick. Might take both then, right? Could you sprinkle a quarter on each, something like that? 
I, I don't like Redick. I don't think he runs well here. For some I, for some reason, I, I never see him around up front here. Russ got a look in his eye. <laughs> well, I, I, he's not wrong, but then again, he won his, his duel, right? Like, so he was fifth in this race last year. I, I think he's, I just, he's, on drafting tracks, I feel like Tyler Reddick is more luck than skill. And I don't have any facts to back that up. Probably just the finishes, but. So let me go one further. Back to our fantasy people. If you're playing NASCAR fantasy or start limited fantasy, you absolutely cannot use Tyler Reddick at a drafting track. Cannot do it. Zero what? chance. He is way too good at the road courses and way too good at the mile and a half. Zero chance you can use Tyler Reddick at a drafting track if you're in any sort of start limited situation. You cannot use Tyler Reddick. Zero chance. You cannot use Denny Hamlin even as good as he drafts. Zero chance. You know, I think you can use Bubba. Um, you cannot use Truex. Impossible. So, like, so back to your point about daily fantasy, right? If you're on any sort of limited start, say you're in a league with your buddies and you have limited starts, you can't be wasting the starts of those guys at this place. I got a crazy look from Professor on that. Well, I I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying for the he odds. Just didn't say it. Top, you know, I didn't say it because totally agreeing with me. It's like it's almost like acid reflux. <laughs> he said it, but it burned a little bit the whole way. He was like, was, oh, boy. Yes, we don't usually agree that that's really the case. Let's talk about a diamond in the rough. We don't talk about this enough. I want to go all the way to the bottom. All right. What else we got to circle up? What? How about any uh, matchups, Tim? You got you got any matchups you got your eye on? Uh, I like Chastain over Reddick for the point we just made. I don't think Reddick, you target him at all on drafting tracks. I think Chastain looked real good last week. Uh, it's right now, it's pretty much a pick em, So I think that's my top matchup. I have another one that's in, in the same guy. I see Chastain over Truex, Chastain being the dog. I think that's a good one as well. Even money for Chastain on that one. Yeah. Russ, what's uh, Chastain versus Truex say? I like the Chastain over Truex better than the Chastain over Reddick. Like they're more, they're they're very close, really, when you look head to head. But Chastain versus Truex, Chastain is pretty heavy favorite here. Interesting. Can William Byron go back to back? Yes, he's won two of the four here. Who's the last guy to go back to back? Kenseth and nine, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good possibility. I think it's it's one of those trends that I think could end. It's been a while, but Tim's, do you think you got to be on it just because you can't miss it? Yeah, like yeah. is it one of those? Is the one... story alone, even if you like put a dollar on it, you'll be like, oh yeah. no, I was on it. I, I was on the back. I, I'm throwing something on it. I mean, it's already in probably, but he doesn't want to be chopped miss in Stenhouse last year. That's what he's yeah, avoiding. He never right got now. over it. Exactly. That hangover continues. What about uh, Busher versus Cendric? Both it's minus one fifteen each way. So here's the problem. I'm going to tell you with the matchups here. It's just like the predictor. They're all minus money on both sides because nobody knows what's going to happen. I'd take it. Like, like Bubba and Elliot. Bubba's plus, Elliot's minus. Do I think Elliot's going to run good? Yeah, but, you know, Bowman's plus 135 over Bell at minus 180. There's no chance I'm spending minus 180 on anybody to outrun anybody at this place. That That's, that's kind of my theory on drafting tracks is I kind of target the plus money matchups I mean, do I think Bell can outrun Bowman? Yes. But, like, if the off chance Bell gets caught up in a wreck and Bowman beats him, it's plus 135. I'm, I'm, cashing, I'm cashing a ticket. Before we leave matchups, um, I beat Tim's in our first head-to-head. Oh, what was the bet? Ty Gibbs versus Joey Logano. Thank you, Ty. Joey got caught up in the big That's one. That's a nice victory for me. 
What, what was that about, Russ? That was luck. Yeah. That was luck. Oh yeah. You know what? My That's wallet. My every, wallet. Every week. My wallet doesn't differentiate luck money from earned money. It's all the same. The worst is I had juice. I, on every dollar in my wallet's luck money. You've been <laughs> hanging out with Latart way too long. Hey, money's money, Russ. So this week, um, I think I'm going to take Chase Elliott. We're going to go Chase Elliott. I'm, I'm picking since I won Chase Elliott versus Ryan Blaney straight up. I'm good with Blaney. Ooh. That's top of the predictor. I'll take it. I think some. Uh, he literally some. just threw the predictor on the ground and lit it on fire. I think Blaney's hey, just. Russ, got, great work you did there. I'm not going to listen to any of it. <laughs> I think Blaney's got a little, maybe like, you know, he's got some bad luck started. Maybe it's that championship hangover. I don't think that's your first silver bullet today after that bet. <laughs> it's the first. It's the first. It ain't going to be the last. My man. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on in the world? I got a PGA bet. I have uh, Taylor Pendrith, top 10 and top 20 down in Mexico. Um, I got to play with him. Uh, out. In, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I got to play with him in the Pro-Am at Las Vegas. Like the guy, he went on to finish like top five there, so I've been like following along. Um, I think he's going to have a great week. Hits the ball a country mile, so he's going to be fun. What else you got, Tim? Do you got anything else other than racing? What uh, else are you on? Right now, I have the Islanders to beat the Blues tonight in hockey. Uh Already hammered that this uh, this morning. It was a pick'em too, so I loved it. This is me writing that down. I'll tail a guy. <laughs> Islanders yeah. over the Blues. Last night I had the Maple Leafs and the Coyotes over six and a half goals, and that thing hit in the second period. I was sleeping by eleven o'clock. It was good. Isn't that the best? That's why I can't bet the under because the under you got to watch the whole game. I will never. But the bet. over you can go to bed early. Exactly. Exactly. I, I turned the game right off, didn't care about the final. It was like a 4-3 game. No. It was a good game. You didn't care. Didn't you care. were like, ah, I'm done. Yep. How about the NBA? Is the NBA started back up, or are they still in the All-Star break? I think it does tonight. I usually, when off a break, I usually give it a week to see what people come. Uh, they, they're still Fade those Pacers, and... buddy. Pacers first quarter. Fade them. So I'll tell you where I do good, Tims. I'm going to let you know. Mm -hmm. The reason I bet this week but didn't bet a lot last week on golf is because I like the non, what do they call them? I like the non-elevated events. Whereas the, like, I think the elevated events, you got you got too many like the non elevated. You look at the field down in Mexico; it's a relatively soft field. Mm -hmm. you don't That's have the why I like top there. twenty in the non elevated events. Give me the upcoming schedule, Professor. We don't do this often. Let's give it to the fans. We got Daytona, Atlanta, Atlanta this week, and then give me the next three or four. We go, we go Atlanta. Then we go to Vegas, Phoenix, Bristol, Coda. Bristol back on the concrete. Men, no more. That's a you good little start. Bristol this year now, Stevie. What's that? You gonna watch Bristol now that it's not dirt? I will. Um, Daytona was a good time, although it did run on Monday. Thank you for sending your bets. Continue to send your bets on Twitter to myself, to Tim's, to Dirty Mo. Fire off. Let us know what you have. It's Atlanta this week. Another drafting track. Um, get your bets in. Good luck, and may all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.